0: Welcome to episode 13 of the Patient Safety Podcast. This series is brought to you with the support of W21C in the Faculty of Medicine at the University of Calgary. This episode is our first remote interview podcast featuring Dr. Brian Wong from the University of Toronto. Brian is a fellow medical educator an assistant professor in the Department of Medicine and the associate director in the Center for Patient Safety based at Sunnybrook Health Sciences Center in Toronto. Brian is here to talk about his experience in building capacity and engaging academic faculty members in patient safety and quality improvement. Remember to find out more about our podcast authors or look up any material reference in this or any other episode, such as the articles, journals and programs Brian mentions here, please visit our website at www.PatientSafetyPodcast.com. Here now is Brian Wong.
1: In this podcast, I will be discussing the strategies that an academic department might take to engage their academic faculty members in quality improvement. This is an urgent issue for our healthcare system. Many of our patients receive care in academic medical centers And we know that there's an urgent need to improve the care that we deliver, both from a quality and safety standpoint. Our academic faculty are responsible for delivering frontline care to patients, but more importantly, they also act as role models and mentors for medical students, other residents, and colleagues. And these academic faculty in our academic departments have a critical role to play In advancing the healthcare quality and safety that we deliver to our patients, and yet many of our faculty went through training never having encountered the core skills in how to improve the quality of care for our patients or prevent harm and enhance patient safety. Many of them trained in a paradigm of evidence-based medicine, critical appraisal, and while these are critical areas in medicine, they really have a very different way of approaching improving the way in which we deliver care to our patients. I would like to take this opportunity now to describe four ways in which an academic department might engage their academic faculty in developing their own skills in quality improvement and patient safety. The first way would be to take advantage of existing continuing education activities that faculty members already take part in. One example might be to embed quality improvement content into the grand round series or revamp your morbidity and mortality rounds to focus more on patient safety concepts as opposed to the individual performance. In Canada right now, the Canadian Society of Internal Medicine in 2013 will be having their annual meeting and the entire meeting theme will be about quality improvement. And the ways in which the meeting organizers have try to embed quality are around having the plenary speaker speak about choosing wisely and the importance of stewardship of finite resources, having the research talk be about research and quality improvement, introducing a research abstract competition for the residents, and choosing topics that lend themselves naturally to quality improvement and patient safety topics. So, for example, rather than saying that we would have a workshop on antibiotics and the newest antibiotics on the block, The workshop will be about antimicrobial stewardship and the way in which we can make sure that patients in hospital receive the appropriate antibiotics at the appropriate time for the appropriate duration. So taking advantage of existing activities is appealing because it would be difficult sometimes to encourage a large group of faculty members to attend a workshop about quality improvement. In the same way that it would be difficult, perhaps, to get a group of physicians to come and to talk about how to communicate effectively with your patients. But if you can take a topic that they're already interested in and embed the quality improvement knowledge, skills, and concepts, that would be one way in which academic faculty members could encounter quality improvement in their day-to-day uh, education. A framework for how to do this has been published recently in the Annals of Internal Medicine by Kavish Ajanya, Wendy Levinson, and Ivan Silver. The second opportunity would be to take advantage of some emerging advanced training courses in quality improvement and patient safety. If you were to look even five years ago at the landscape, you had very limited options for advanced training if you were interested in developing your skills as quality improvement or patient safety expert. Yet now there are dozens of certificate courses, including one in Calgary and one in Toronto, and the emergence of new master's degrees in patient safety as, and quality improvement as a specific focus. As an example, in Toronto, we are now enrolling our second cohort of 25 students in a master's of science that specifically focuses on quality improvement and patient safety and is one of two or three that are now available in Canada and about a half dozen that are available in North America that specifically focus on quality improvement and patient safety. These new opportunities are particularly appealing because it will allow for these individual faculty members who've pursued this training to really become leaders in their academic institutions around improving quality and patient safety. It's important for academic departments to build faculty capacity and quality improvement that we recognize what brings value to the work that academic faculty members pursue. In many departments, it still rests in the traditional forms of scholarship, research papers, research grants, awards. And so we need to recognize that in order to pursue quality improvement as an academic pursuit, there may be a need In fact, there is a need for recognition of this work, recognition that quality improvement and patient safety work can be scholarly. Now, fortunately, in the last five to 10 years, there have been a number of new journals that have been established that specifically focus on publishing papers around quality improvement and patient safety. These include journals like the Joint Commission Journal, the American Journal of Medical Quality, BMJ Quality and Safety, which used to be quality and safety in Healthcare, And just recently, the BMJ has released a journal called BMJ Quality Improvement Reports, which is specifically aimed at publishing quality improvement reports that allow for teams or individuals who are pursuing quality improvement initiatives to disseminate their work around what works and why and for whom. And so these are really exciting opportunities for academic faculty members to be able to demonstrate the scholarly value that quality improvement work might bring for their uh, academic departments. (music) Finally, We realized in Toronto that uh, if we were really going to encourage faculty members to pursue quality improvement in a scholarly way and to pursue the training of others in these domains, that we needed to create a real sense of value around the job. And so we elected to create a new job description in the Department of Medicine at the University of Toronto. And we've named it the Clinician in Quality and Innovation And you have to understand that in our department, we have already job descriptions that outline job responsibilities for clinician teachers, clinician educators, clinician investigators, and scientists. And yet, none of these job descriptions captured the essence of what it is to improve quality, take what is known to be best evidence, but apply it to the real world practice and pursue rapid cycles of change and ongoing continuous measurement to demonstrate changes in outcomes for local patients. And so we undertook the process of creating a new job description and recognizing that academic work done in quality improvement and patient safety, scholarly work done in these fields, and work done in trying to build capacity, expand knowledge of others, and promote this field as one that is critical for academic physicians to engage in that this work has scholarly value and that our department was going to protect academic time for individuals to do this. We first introduced this job description in July of 2012 and we now already have almost 20 individuals in our department who have taken this on and there are more just chomping at the bit to become involved and be a clinician in quality and innovation. And we really see this cadre of individuals as being our future leaders in quality improvement and patient safety, and they will be the ones that will spread the gospel around why we need to be engaging in quality improvement and patient safety in all facets of our work. In summary, we talked today about the importance of capacity building in an academic department. And we outlined four approaches for how we might do this. One involves a broader approach of inserting quality improvement content in a routine continuing education activities that most academic faculty will be exposed to all the way down to encouraging specific faculty members to engage in advanced training to develop the knowledge and skills that are necessary to be a leader in quality improvement and patient safety. And then identifying for those individuals who really want to be leaders opportunities for scholarly pursuits, and then recognizing that scholarship through a formal job description And we hope that with these strategies, our department will be able to continue to expand upon our work in quality improvement and patient safety so that our learners, our colleagues, our patients, ultimately, will all see the value of improved quality and safety. And if nothing else, we hope that all of our faculty members will realize that there are really two jobs we have when we come to work, to do our work and to improve our work.
0: That was Brian Wong discussing building academic capacity and engaging faculty in quality improvement. One more reminder to visit patientsafetypodcast.com to find materials referenced in this episode. You can find all of our episodes for download there or from w21c.org. Or you can subscribe to the series for free from iTunes. And if you're interested in the University of Calgary-based course in patient safety and quality management Brian mentioned here, please visit www.PatientSafetyCourse.ca. Another reminder that we want to hear from you, so please email your feedback, comments, or suggestions for our series to w21cedu at ucalgary.ca. Thanks for listening.